Good afternoon, and welcome everybody to this week's Impact Wrestling Press Pass podcast. This is Ross Foreman, and first let me welcome, let me open up his phone line, Josh Matthews. Josh, good afternoon. Hello, Ross. How are you? Always good talking to you. Well, I wish I could say the same, but uh, I would be lying if I did that. We don't want you to lie, but we want you to uh, bring us up to speed. What's the latest in uh, Josh Matthews' world? Well, let me just start by saying uh, thank you to uh, Boston Open Radio earlier this week. I was able to uh, join Boston Open with Willie Ray and and, uh, Dave LaGreca on Monday. Uh, Talked to those guys about um, homecoming, uh, which we'll get to in a second. And then I just, uh, last night, I was able to uh, be on Sam Roberts' podcast and then talk about homecoming as well. So thank you to to both of those groups of individuals um, as we get ready for homecoming on January 6th, uh, live on pay-per-view in Nashville, Sunday, January 6th. VIP packages, of course, went on sale last week. Tickets went on sale this past Monday. Uh, we've reached our uh, limit at VIPs, which is awesome. Uh, so a major thank you to everyone who purchased a VIP package uh, we swear that we're not going to disappoint. As a matter of fact, this might be the best VIP we've done to date if everything comes uh, to fruition the way that we're hoping comes to fruition. Um, so tickets are still available for homecoming. You can get them at um, impactwrestling.com and uh, join us in Nashville. Uh, some great seats still available, um, but they're going quickly. And then, of course, we have tickets for uh, the TV taping Impact Live on Monday, January 7th. Um, those are still available. Combo packages still available uh, for both days if you want to join us in Nashville on the 6th and 7th of January. Um, I'll quickly go through what we're going to say on the show tomorrow. The main event is Eli Drake versus Tommy Dreamer uh, in what is going to be a highly entertaining matchup. And Jordan Grace, who will be on this call, obviously, uh, will face Katarina in a rematch. So we'll see if Katarina can bounce back or if Jordan Grace is for real we'll find out tomorrow night uh, we're going to take a special look at the world championship match between Johnny Impact and Brian Cage for homecoming so you're going to end up look at those two as they get ready to do battle for the world's championship Lucha Brothers versus Willie Mack and Rick Swan. this is a uh, dream bookers uh, fantasy match come true uh, when you see these four square off on Thursday night, the debut of a team that I am buying a lot of stock in, that's the Rascals of uh, Dez and Wentz and Trey Miguel. I think those guys are incredible, and uh, you'll get an opportunity to see them in action uh, Thursday night, tomorrow night on Impact. And, of course, Ty Valkyrie will be in action as she gets ready to face Tessa Blanchard for the Knockouts Championship in Nashville on January 6th. And uh, that takes us to the end of Thursday. Uh, then uh, some of us will jump on airplanes on Friday morning and head to California. We'll be live on Twitch um, Friday night, uh, 10.30 p.m. Eastern time because we'll be in the West Coast, so it's 7.30 Pacific time for Gold Rush. Saturday is one night only back to Cali. I don't have an air date for that on GWN just yet. Um, we were looking at uh, December 21st, perhaps. Uh, for when Back to Cali will premiere on GWN. Um, but those are our next two events um, in the month of, well, I guess they close out November on the 1st of December. Um, there's some great new deals at shopimpact.com. Uh, DVDs, you can get um, what many people call the best uh, pay-per-views of the year uh, for any company in 2018. Uh, Redemption, DFG, and Slammiversary. Redemption, I believe, is available. Uh, the other two are available for pre-sale. And then uh, tomorrow night, uh, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, uh, I will be hosting uh, Hang Time Trivia. So you've got now the Hang Time app, and uh, for those of you that are playing, uh, we get more and more uh, uh, viewers, players, competitors every week. Um, and what we've added now to the Hang Store is uh, tickets for homecoming and tickets for the Impact Television taping in January. So if you win hang time and you win prizes, you can use those points to get tickets for um, Impact shows, which is pretty cool um, in the Hang Store. And I think, uh, let's see, one more thing in December, that would be the Twitch show on the 14th. We'll be live, I believe, in Ohio. Um, I'm 99% sure that's confirmed, um, but I'm waiting on some some assets for that. Um, other than that, Ross, I think 
that gets us caught up on everything. We had a good weekend at Russell Cade, um, and uh, we're looking forward to a great show this uh, this coming week. Oh, VIP packages are still available for Vegas. Um, if you're in near Las Vegas and you want to join us in February, uh, you can get your VIP packages and uh, join us um, in Sin City. Ross, you are in Sin City. You're dressed like a, like a doof. Well, I did lose a bet, and... Uh, oh, no, I was just talking about your normal clothes. Not that. No, okay. Well, that nothing to do with the moose outfit I had to wear. No, no, uh, no. I didn't miss anything, did I? Uh, about December 10th, 11th. Uh, oh, December 10th and the 11th, uh, Johnny Impact and uh, we'll be in Nashville um, for uh, hitting up some media uh, to, to get everyone aware of what's happening, obviously, with January and um, uh, Homecoming. So Johnny is going to be uh, at a famous bar uh, on the 10th called Santa's. It, it, it's one of the uh, world's most famous dive bars. Uh, that'll be the 10th. Uh, I think topculture.com is going to join him on the 10th. We'll work on the details for that. Uh, the 11th, Johnny's going to go uh, to Nissan. No, not Nissan Stadium. He's going to go to Bridgestone uh, where Fred's play. And uh, he's going to be on ESPN Radio once he's the game. Uh, he's going to uh, be on NBC. Uh, he's going to talk to the Tennessean, uh, work on a few other things. He'll be on a lot of radio and TV uh, to get everyone aware of uh, homecoming. If you're not aware, you will be aware uh, in the next couple of weeks for homecoming. Uh, we're looking forward to being there in Nashville uh, at the fairgrounds and uh, in January. So, so a lot of things happening. You just lost that and everything. Uh, yes, you did. Yes, you did. You're uh, spot on, yeah. as always. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I've been on the phone literally all day, Ross, all day, since, since like 6 o'clock this morning. So you're the, uh, you're the man at Impact Wrestling. We give you full props. I, I just, I just, uh, I, I want to, uh, I don't even know. I mean, I'm delirious at this point. Delirious, I'd say. But that has nothing to do with Impact Wrestling. That's just a fact, right? <laughs> I mean, it's just, uh, it, it's it's great. You know, we have so much going on. There's so much happening. Um, I think, uh, do, do you want me to answer some questions before we before we open up to our guests? Do you, you think today we have any, maybe Raj wants to know when we're coming back to India? Well, we don't even need to have him. We always can ask a question. <laughs> ah, you want to do that part first and then, and then, and then bring in our guests? Sure, you know, sure. Let's see. Yeah, Anybody has questions question. for Josh Matthews, just Josh at this point. Star six to get in queue, and we will. Uh, because I texted you, Ross, early this morning, and, and I, I still haven't heard back from you. Josh, you you, you texted me a statement. There was no question mark. <laughs> so what do you want me to reply? Thank you. Congratulations. You're amazing. What else do you want me to say? Uh, we do need to talk when this call's over, though. Oh, uh, we sure do. That we do. Yeah. yeah. Let's get some questions going, man. I'm excited. And, and Jordan Grace is in the UK. She probably wants to go to bed. She's probably thinking, what am I doing? I'm just waiting around to answer questions. What about Ethan Page? We got him, too. Well, I know, but I don't think Ethan Page is in the U.K. I think it's but he's in Canada, Canada, so that's, a, that's basically a whole other world. I think I'm pretty close to I mean, I'm like less than two hours from Canada, where I live now. I see snow on the ground. I wonder if Ethan Page likes the snow or not. You think he's uh, a skier? I would guarantee he loves the snow. I bet you he's, yeah. he's ready. He goes skating outside in the, in the winter. Did you open his mic? Uh, hold on. Let me see. Yeah, let's see. Yeah. Uh, uh, he probably hung up. He probably. No, he would never hang up. He would he'd hang up on you, not on me. Ethan. <laughs> yeah. Ethan Page, welcome <laughs> to the Trespass Podcast. How are you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm doing great. Giving away false facts of Ethan Page, saying I love snow <laughs> and I know how to ski. Both are false. I'm the worst Canadian that currently still resides in Canada. Never watched a game of hockey. Can't skate. Don't like skiing. Don't like snow. So uh, yeah. Well, well, you, you wanna... You're from you're, Ethan. You're from Hamilton, right? That's right. Okay. So so you, for real, you don't like any like you, you like American football? No, I don't like any sports whatsoever other than professional wrestling. Seriously? Yeah, I'm not joking. Like I don't own a jersey for any sport whatsoever. Like before wrestling, I did martial arts. So, like, I have my black belt in Taekwondo and karate. But, like, other than that, I maybe played soccer 
and high school football just so I could date hot girls. And then after that, I was out, like out of everything, just pro wrestling. Okay, okay, I, I can appreciate <laughs> that. I, I think, Ross, I think that you wrote in the, and you should open up her mind too, that Jordan Grace has been wrestling since she was like a teenager. Jordan Grace, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you might be in the world. Hey, what's up? Are you How here are you? in the UK? Yeah, I'm in the UK. I'm in Preston. What time is it? You know, it's it's almost 7 p.m., but 8, 8 p.m. is not that time, so it's getting up there. Do you, do you like the food in the UK or no? No. Yeah, nobody does. <laughs> Simon right now yeah, is feverishly typing me a message on Slack. I'm like, Josh, you can't say that stuff. Is there a chance, uh, you, if you see a, 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 a UK flag, though, the, what is it, the Union Jack? <laughs> I need one of those flags. If you happen to see one, grab it for me. Would you, would you Jordan? Just get you a full flag? Yeah. Okay. No, we'll talk about it afterwards, but if you, if you see one, let me know. Okay, my ass feel. All right. So, Ross, I thought, um, as we were waiting for questions to come in, I thought this was a great idea uh, that, that you had to do uh, sort of a, I don't call it a rising stars uh, edition of Press Pass, but, you know, two newer uh, people on the roster to, to sort of get some other personalities uh, to, to talk to them a little bit, to get them answer questions from the media. Uh, Ethan Page doesn't like sports. Jordan doesn't like food from the UK. So you're already learning new things. <laughs> Jordan, what are you eating over there if you don't like uh, uh, the main culinary cuisine they offer? Chicken, and that's it. Just chicken the entire time. Oh, you got to go to the kebab shops. Yeah, that's where I've been going. Just getting grilled yeah. chips and the, the cherry cherry stuff. The best. Yeah, yeah, bring some uh, donor meat home. Some what? Donor meat? Slam. Oh, no, I'm not doing that. Oh, man. Hey, what's up, players? Teddy Long. Hey, for all your pro wrestling news, all you've got to do is go to Gurig.net. That's right. For all your pro wrestling news, go to Gurig.net. And they have been number one since 1997. Now, that's a long time, players. That means it's a lot of credibility. Holla. If you want to truly style and profile and tell it like it is, you got to be wearing the official T-shirt. Head over right now to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Gurig. That is the official merchandise store of Gurig.net. Eight great designs, $17.99. Plus shipping and handling will get you one of our shirts. Check them out today, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Gurig. They ship internationally, domestically, PayPal, debit, credit, you name it, they got it. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Gurig. And for the latest in pro wrestling news, keep it locked to Gurig.net, your number one source on the World Wide Web for the latest in pro wrestling news since 1997. Just so you guys know, I'm getting charged 50 cents a minute to be on this call. Whoa, hey, you just build that back to Ross Foreman, uh, care of Impact Wrestling. <laughs> yeah, okay, so Josh, I need your credit card. When we get off this call, and I will uh, take care of that for you, Jordan. Well, you can't pay for it yourself. You just signed a lucrative deal with Impact Wrestling. What's the matter with you? I mean, I could, but it's supposed to be some expenses paid, right? <laughs> well, again, we'll see. We'll go to Star Six. Yep. One day session has started. To ask your question, please press Star Six. Yell at me at her uh, 50 cent per minute uh, charge. Yeah, I didn't hear any of that because it just like the voice was talking over you. Media, as always, if you please identify yourself and your media outlet when you uh, ask a question. Hey, you guys, this is the Yeti uh, from the Irish Fit Podcast, SuperfanWrestlingNewsSource.com. This is Jordan. How are you, Jordan? Hey, how's it going? Good. Hey, uh, earlier, Josh had spoken about your upcoming match with Katarina and stated that after this match, we would actually see if Jordan Griffiths is for real. Do you... Agree with Josh that this match will define kind of your reality than that that you make your. Well, I'll tell you this: I'm definitely for real. Um, I think that I'm gonna be a 
Cat uh, is cunning and she's deceitful, as everybody probably already knows it. And my plan is to stay one step ahead of her all the time. Awesome. Thank you, Jordan. Hey, Jordan. This is Jeff from Highspot Podcast and HighspotPodcast.com. Uh, I just want to, first of all, congratulate you for, uh, you know, signing with Impact Wrestling. Do you feel it's a, a, a long time coming here, signing with a major company, or do you think uh, your patience has uh, paid off finally? I think a little bit of both, but I think my patience has finally paid off. I feel like I've been doing this forever, and I feel like I've, I gave up a lot of my childhood to wrestle, and so now that, you know, I'm finally with a company that's on television and I'm getting a little bit of that exposure that I've wanted for a long time that I'm really grateful and I'm glad that I just kept doing it, even though there was a million times that I wanted to just quit and go back to college or, you know, go to a school dance or something like that. So, Lisa, we'll ask you kind of a similar question. Your thoughts have uh, jumped into the fray here in Impact. For me, I've been wrestling for like 12 years. Uh, the biggest step for me was just breaking out of Canada because it's an international uh, country where people forget that because it's so close to America. So I had to climb out of that gutter into the States, then build my name there, and then finally make it to a big company like Impact. So for me, it's a long time coming, and I'm not looking to waste the opportunity. Hey, uh, this is Riju from Sportskira. First up, Josh, are you coming to India? Yeah, uh, Riju, we'll be there at the end of the week. Can you pick us up at the airport, please? Absolutely. I will see you at the airport. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, my question is, uh, the hottest news on the internet right now is that Impact Wrestling is looking for a new network. Is it possible to shed some light on the situation? No, I think the best thing to do uh, is let's all find out together uh, what's going to happen. Uh, I think that uh, while that's happening, uh, and we all have been following that, uh, that we all know that Impact is going to be around. You know, and that was always the, the issue back in the day was that was it going to survive? And I think we're all past that and know that we will be around, and it's an exciting time. So we'll all sort of, uh, you know, find out together what the future holds. Uh, thank you. And a quick follow-up. Will Homecoming be an annual pay-per-view uh, uh, or will it be like Redemption, which was like a one-and-done other than Slammiversary and Bound for Glory? I think the name, um, you know, I'm not sure about the name, but I think locations like, um, you know, Nashville, we, we just had a call about this a minute ago, um, you know, where we're going to be, it might be better, um, you know, know that we'll be in Nashville more than just this time, and know that we're going to go back to New York, and know that we want to go to different cities and sort of have that roadmap, you know, I spent over a, a decade in WWE, and it was the same calendar, you know, I mean, in January we were in the West Coast, uh, November we were in the UK, it was always the same sort of deal, I think uh, in a perfect world impact or something like that, where you know you're going to get us in Nashville, you know you're going to get us in New York, uh, Windsor, Toronto, um, you, know, you know, that sort of deal, so that, that would be my guess, um, an educated guess, uh, other than names of pay-per-views, locations to stay the same. Thank you very much. Hi, this is Nick Housman from Wrestling Inc. Thanks so much for taking the uh, time today, guys. I, I will start with Jordan. Uh, Jordan, you uh, and Tessa Blanchard uh, really seem like great cornerstones to the Impact Knockouts division right now, but there's also Scarlett Bordeaux walking around, uh, strutting around, presenting herself like the smoke show and stuff, very different than the way you and Tessa carry yourself. Do you think a throwback character like her belongs in the same division as you and Tessa? Uh, I definitely do, um, because they're they're has to be something for everybody, right? And I still think there's some gentlemen out there that unfortunately watch wrestling just to see, you know, kind of what Scarlet embodies, I guess. And there's also men that really love to see uh, incredible athletes like me and Tessa Blanchard. So I think I think definitely there's a place for her there. And uh, 
Josh, uh, while I've got you here, well, there's been reports that you guys are looking for a different television outlet after the uh, Pop TV time change. Do you want to comment at all if you guys are looking to switch networks or have any had conversations? No, Nick, I, I just did uh, with, with uh, Raj there. Um, um, I think we'll just find out together what the future holds, but uh, I think uh, it's an exciting time for all of us. Sorry, I was muted. If I'm being honest, I'm eating my lunch. Um, but uh, I think it's an exciting time for everybody, and, and we'll look forward to, to these announcements and, and what the future looks like together. All right, cool. Cool. Thanks, guys. So, Jeff, yeah, you lunch? Is that lost? What's for lunch? Uh, my wife got us, what is that, Qdoba? Qdoba. <laughs> you like Qdoba, Ross? I do, yeah. This podcast is not brought to you by Qdoba, but it could be. If Qdoba plays their cards right. Hi, this is Bill Richard from WrestleZone. And I had a question for Josh. Um, I just... Wanted to get your thoughts um, about last week's viewership totals for the Thanksgiving show. If it was encouraging at all that you had enough the total go up. Uh, I thought it was it was funny <laughs> uh, when I looked at it yesterday uh, in the morning. So I was 124. Um, it made me laugh because you can't you predict these these ratings these overnights. Uh, they're so unpredictable, and that's why I, I don't put a whole lot of stock into overnight ratings uh, like I do with plus threes and plus fives. <clears throat> So, uh, you know, like I told somebody yesterday, I'll look at it. I'm the first person that sees it. I'm waiting for it at 4.45 every Friday. Um, I knew it was going to be out yesterday morning, so I was waiting for it at 8 a.m. But while I do that, I still know at the end of the day it's not a huge factor, um, and it's so hard to predict. You know, we were looking at the show there this Thursday with Eli and Tommy May inventing, and, okay, maybe we can get to this number, and then we surpass that with the Thanksgiving show that uh, maybe we should just do the Thanksgiving, uh, I don't know, the gravy train turkey trot every week um, because maybe that was the determining factor. And it's what caused the increase. And I said that in, in joking. Um, it's just such a hard thing to predict uh, that overnight. Thank you. Hey, Jeff, why don't you come to my, my defense when uh, Mike Johnson said I should be wearing the turkey suit? Because Mike Johnson is a very credible uh, reporter, and I like Mike, and we're friends. And I like him more than I like you. <laughs> okay, let's just move on to the next question. Uh, hey, uh, Rajiv from Sotskira again. Uh, this is a question for Ethan. How did the whole idea of pairing you with Matt Seidel come about? Um, I, I don't know if it came <laughs> out so much as Matt uh, I was the closest wrestler to the phone and <laughs> answered fucking up. To fill in for a spot, and that's kind of like the nature of the beast for professional wrestling is uh, not everything happens the way it's supposed to, and great things kind of fall in people's laps. And I don't think uh, we predicted Matt and I to uh, work so well together, and for the characters to be presented as well on TV. So uh, it worked out in the end. But honestly, it was not originally planned like that. Okay, thank you. Hey, Jordan Ethan, it's Jack here from Irish. Podcast, not just on newsforce.com. Hey, this is for both of you, and I'm interested to see which way you guys can answer this. But uh, do you guys see yourself as, as role models at this time, um, especially with as much exposure as you get with social media, um, traveling the world, and being on TV now? George, you want to go? You can take that first. No, you can. Oh, <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, I. I always look to people that I idolize for the way that they affected me when I was in a position of, like, extreme fandom. And I try and portray that as best as I can. As my career grows and my brand grows, and I have uh, gained more influence on my viewers. So I try not to swear online. Uh, I try not to swear at my promos. It's, like, very corny and cliche things. I try and not be an outstanding human being uh, outside of the ring. And that's another reason why I've loved that I've been able to get involved in these VIP packages, so uh, I get to actually interact with the people that are in the crowds and kind of get their feel for what they think of Ethan Page and Impact and continue to grow uh, as a role model and performer. Cool. Um, so, yeah. I'll I'll go ahead and answer now. 
basically, I I really try to be as role modelly, I guess, as possible, both inside and outside the ring. Like online, I guess, I've kind of gotten a little popular um, just with my DMs with a female indie wrestler book and stuff like that. But I really try to promote body positivity and being eco-friendly and all that kind of stuff. And I I try my best. Thank you guys for that. No problem. We're going to follow that up with a question that came in from Mike Graham. Uh, there are not a lot of uh, female power wrestlers in wrestling history. Were there any that uh, were distinct uh, inspiration for you? Yeah, uh, Beth Phoenix is the first one that comes to mind, and she's someone that I've loved since I was 10, 11 years old, and who I watched her grow up and who I always wanted to be like. And it was funny, she actually just followed me on Twitter recently. And so <laughs> I screamed out that and sent it to my mom because I thought that was really, really cool. Ethan, we got a question for you from Jesse Reynolds. He wants to know, uh, uh, Ethan, you're, you're known as a strong talker. Who were some of the people that helped you develop your promo style? Um, first one is, well, I, not personally helped me, although it would have been great. Uh, the Rock. <laughs> uh, I was a big fan of his. Uh, Jake the Snake is another one. Uh, but honestly, just a piece of advice that I got when I first started professional wrestling was the best characters and gimmicks are just um, yourself with the volume turned up, and the best promos are just genuine conversations. So technically, I'm doing a wrestling promo right now. As long as it sounds right and uh, I'm getting my point across, then I'm doing my job. Hi, Ryan Bowman from thegrillposition.com. Uh, Jordan, you got a huge reaction during your debut, and it, and it got a tremendous buzz online. Uh, first off, how'd that make you feel personally? And even though you're a veteran of the business, did it give you a big confidence boost being accepted right in the door like that? Oh, it gave me a huge confidence boost. You have no idea because when you go out there, you don't know if anybody's going to know you. You don't know what people's reaction is going to be. So when I got that reaction, I was just ecstatic. And it just, it made me incredibly happy. Um, what was your first question? I forgot Oh, I just, uh, again, if it gave you confidence in how it made you feel personally. I know that um, a lot of times that when, when someone comes new into a company, just as you were saying, it seems like the impact audience were almost anticipating your arrival. Yeah, it definitely sort of seemed like that. I know it was it was pretty hush hush about my debut for months, and when I finally debuted, it, it definitely seemed like they almost expected me. Thank you very much. We're gonna take a question from King Tong, who would like to know, uh, actually for three of you, all three of you being Jordan, Ethan, and Josh, who would be your dream opponent in Impact Wrestling? Ethan, why don't you take that one first? Uh, right now, currently, it would be Johnny Impact. Uh, one, because he unceremoniously dove on me on the outside when we were in Vegas, and that was not fun at all, so I own my receipt, and uh, he's a champ, so if my goal is not to face the champ, then really, what am I getting? Jordan? Kind of the same answer that Ethan had. It's Tessa. I think we absolutely just kill it, first of all. I've uh, her two times before, and um, I think she's one of the best wrestlers in the world, and I'd really like to see that strap around my waist one day. What about you, Josh? <laughs> I'm not sure why uh, that, that question is being directed at me. Uh, <laughs> You have a great swanton bomb. <laughs> no, no, I don't. <laughs> uh, Ross, I, I don't have a, I don't have. I, I want to see some dream matches, Ross, at homecoming. So, so that's what I'm looking forward to. All right, well, I'm sure King Tong will appreciate your, your answer and your honesty there. King Tong. Uh, this one's for both Ethan and Jordan. Uh, you all both wrestle styles that are, I don't want to say a little bit unconventional, but I mean, for Jordan, not a lot of women work like you, and for Ethan, you're a, a rather agile guy for your frame. 
And uh, what, what steps do each of you take to kind of perfect that and, and go above and beyond in training? So basically, uh, a lot of my moves, most of my moves, 90% of my moves, are power-based. And so I spend a lot of the time, a lot of my time out of the ring trying to just get as strong as I possibly can to be able to perform those moves. So those are, that's one of the main things, which is I lift super heavy in the gym and try and get as strong as possible so that I'm able to do those moves safely and effectively. And for me, um, I'm 6'2", 200 and uh, roughly 60 pounds, and I have to compete with uh, the hybrid athlete of 2018 that is under 6 foot and under 200 pounds, and they can do anything and everything under the sun acrobatically. So I just try and use my size to wow people with the dangerously athletic things I can pull off. Uh, Trust me, if it was up to me and I could do DDTs and rock bottoms all day, I would. <laughs> and, I, and I would love every second of it because that's pro wrestling to me. But uh, it's, uh, it's the way wrestling has been kind of transformed. And if you want to stay here, you've got to evolve with it. Also, uh, to follow up with, with Josh and King Tong's question, once upon a time, Josh told me, he was pegged for the original X Division and maybe even the X Division title. So I'm confused as to why he wrote himself off so quick. Uh, that that is true, um, and and the story is well told that uh, uh, the powers that be at uh, Ben TNA uh, ripped up my contract and let me go and uh, you know, do what I did for 13 years, and and so we've come full circle and the return of the. Ultimate X, that homecoming, and, and that match is going to take place. It's going to be very special for, for a lot of people. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing that one for sure. And the, and the X-Division Championship does hold a special place in my heart for sure. Thank you. If you have a question here from Spencer S40, he'd like to know, uh, do you feel any added pressure being a young Canadian working for a Canada-based company? Oh man, um, that's a pretty good question. Yes, I do in a sense that I kind of represent the country, uh, but there is a lot of Canadians, not a lot, there's a few Canadians on the roster and people that I've actually crossed paths with a lot, so I'm not in this uh, Canadian flag-waving competition by myself. Um, but yeah, I am proud that I'm from Canada. I'm proud that now uh, Impact is based out of Canada, so it's actually pretty cool that when I signed my contract, I got to actually drive to the office and drop it off myself. For all of your pro wrestling news, check out goek.net, your number one source for wrestling news since 1997. Hey, this is Josh from the Podcast, here's and this is for Josh. Hey, Josh, um, I've been a fan since the asylum years, and it's really amazing to me that you guys are bringing back, um, specifically, um, the X Division. How important of a role in the next coming year, especially with how much um, the women's division is exploding in the wrestling worldwide, how much more emphasis do you feel impact will put on that X Division championship? Well, I think that when you look at everything that's happened in 2018, um, you know, thanks to LAX, I think it was the year of the tag team uh, for impact. And as it relates to the women, I think that this company has always um, put a email. Um, I'm not. You guys still hear me? We can hear you, Josh. Sorry, I was messing with my AirPods and they took over the thing. Um, uh, so, so the women's division, I think, was has always been uh, thought of, uh, you know, first and foremost as well. And then the X division, I mean, you, when you look at what Brian Cage did this year, and he became X division champion, and people kind of questioned that. Um, but it all leads to him relinquishing the title. We get Ultimate X back, back. Excuse me, at the pay per view. Um, so I think that's you know, the beginning of seeing some amazing things, and then you have the guys like the Rascals uh, who, who have burst out of the scene, and they can do just about anything inside of a wrestling ring. Um, you know, I think that there is going to be a, a light shine down on the X Division, and then you look at everything, Impact as a whole, the heavyweight division is where it is, the X Division is, is where it is, the, the female wrestlers are where they are, and tag 
team division is just uh, it's all coming together in uh, a really special way in a really unique time in wrestling where there's more choices than ever and more options than ever and, and there are going to be more places than ever uh, as, as the year starts to unfold. And just, just to follow up on that, Josh, are you when, you, when you guys are grabbing talent like Jordan, you're grabbing talent like Ethan, um, two great character individuals, how much does that play when you guys are able to sign your talent? I'm sorry, what was the end of that uh, question? How much did I explain? Yeah, that is what, how, when you guys acquire new talent, like you've got Jordan Ethan right now, how much does character play into that when you sign talent like this? Well, I think a lot because there's so much leeway and impact uh, with the characters, which is very cool for, for a performer that you have that leeway. And I'm not bearing anybody or saying, like, you know, you show up to work and you get a script. It's just two different ways of doing something, right? Um, and there's more leeway for characters like a Scarlett Bordeaux or a Rosemary or a Sue Young to express themselves a little bit more than they would have the chance to do that somewhere else. So as a performer, you get to learn and, and make mistakes and, and then talk to people that have been doing this for a real long time. And, okay, well, you did this, maybe you do this, but it's not so stringent. And I think that's, um, you know, a place where impact can shine and talent can really find themselves. I mean, Ethan Page was a, was a hilarious part of a, a deal there with Joseph Park. Um, and then now he gets to be Ethan Page on impact. So we got to play a character role. Now he gets to be himself. Um, and we're seeing the development and the emergence, really, uh, of all of these people. And the cliche that the cream rises to the top, and we're seeing that happen on impact with, with different talents. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. We have a question here from Luke Richards, who uh, gives this question for Jordan. George, he'd like to know uh, your thoughts on intergender matches, and then is there any male on the Impact roster who you'd like to face? Well, anybody that knows me knows that I'm a huge advocate of intergender wrestling. I've wrestled Ethan Page twice um, for the heavyweight title at a, at a company in Chicago, um, and I'm a huge advocate of intergender wrestling for anybody to do. Uh, as far as who I'd like to face on the Impact roster right now, let's see, let me think of someone. I don't know if it's brand new, but I think that me and Desmond Xavier would have like an amazing match just because I'm all power moves and he just flips around like it's absolutely nothing. So that's someone I would love to wrestle. Um, Johnny Impact would be something that would probably never happen, but that would also be incredibly awesome. So yeah. Ethan, what's your take on intergender matches? Um, honestly, I stopped really thinking of it as intergender wrestling. The talent level female wrestlers has just exploded in the last couple of years. It's just like I'm either wrestling Jordan Grace or I'm wrestling Josh Alexander or I'm wrestling Moose or I'm wrestling. You know, it, it, to me, it's like if you're good, you're good. And if you're going to get to the same level that I'm at or if I'm going to get to the same level that you're at, to me, it's just a match. Hi, Ryan Bowman from TheGrillPosition.com. This is for both Jordan and Ethan. We've only got about a month of 2018 left. Have you guys given any thought to what your personal New Year's resolution is going to be? Okay, can I start this? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Everybody is just giving up on the year before it's even done. Last month, I was already seeing people tweet out what their 2019 goals are which blows my mind because there's still so much time left. And literally anything that happened in my career could change before the end of the year within the next 30 days. So, like, I'm going to wait until the night before the date changes over to make any goals or even think about 2019. I'm just, I like, yeah. I, I, I honestly just think that people get too caught up in, the magic of uh, the change of a number when in reality if you have a goal and you want to accomplish something you can literally just start today I don't disagree with Ethan but I think I'm the exact opposite I think that the year changing is very symbolic um, someone trying to be a new person if they want to be a new person 
So uh, as far as what my goal is, because I do love to plan ahead, and of course I have goals for the rest of this month, but also beginning in 2019, I have a few goals for myself as well. Um, there's lists that I'd love to increase the weight of, uh, personal goals, I'd like to get out of debt completely. I just, I have a ton of different resolutions that I'd like to achieve in 2019. And I don't think it's going to, I think it's going to take longer than a month to achieve some of them. So that's why I set them for 2019. Well, sorry, good I, luck I, to you guys. I'm oh, sorry. I, I was just going to say good luck for the rest of the year and beyond. Uh, there you go. I was going to say, maybe I'm almost too woke for that question. Yeah, yeah. you're too woke, Ethan. That's definitely what it is. Yeah, it's that third eye. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your time today, guys. Well, then, Ethan, I'm sure you have a, uh, a strong opinion one way or the other on the pumpkin spice craze. The what? The pumpkin spice craze. Is it, is it too long? Is there too much? What is that? What is pumpkin spice? Oh, you mean like everyone's talking about their Starbucks coffee or their muffins? Pumpkins don't yes. even taste good. All it is is cinnamon. It doesn't even make sense. Oh, wait, you're a pumpkin person? I mean, I don't like it, but I still drink it. I'm sorry, repeat that? <laughs> it's like a tradition I have that I have to do. No, 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 yeah, I don't know if pumpkin spice muffins or lattes have the same uh, digestive benefits as broccoli. <laughs> I think we'd probably all agree on that one. So we can yeah. move on from uh, a, a pumpkin spice debate here. What are you trying to do, Ross? You trying to stir me up? Well, I just, I think you for sure, I didn't realize you had such strong opinions on New Year's resolutions. I think you certainly would have something on Pumpkin spice. I'm, I'm like a day-to-day -day liver, and like that's the way I live my life. Like I, I don't know what I'm a very in the moment kind of person. So like all of these over-the-top New Year's resolutioners or like life-changing this and life-changing that is like if you're not gonna do it right now, just stop wasting my time and I'd rather have a conversation with someone else. Okay, Ethan, we'll just never have any future plans for anything. Okay, how about that? You can't predict the future. It's literally impossible. I want you to start. Okay, well, I guess you got to do everything that you've ever planned right now, today. Well, I'm getting off this phone. I'm going to Disneyland then. <laughs> hey, guys, what's going on? Uh, this is uh, Jeff Martin from Lights on Podcast, Lights on Podcast.com. It's good for both of you guys. I know Josh kind of answered the whole character development and gives you guys a chance to, uh, you know, work on your characters and, and, and try new things. But how important was it for you guys when you were considering signing with Impact Wrestling uh, that they gave you the chance to, you know, be creative and not always have, you know, script given to you guys? How, how important is character development to you guys when you're going to sign with a company? Um, so for me, I want to say it wasn't that important because <laughs> when I first started with Impact, I was not myself whatsoever, and I kind of uh, was told that I was going to play a very cool and sexy lawyer. Then when I got there, it was the complete opposite, and I kind of just rolled with the punches. And honestly, I think um, a lot of wrestlers forget that uh, it's not their show, and it's not their job to write the show. Uh, we are just kind of people that are there to play a part and beat people up and I'm okay with someone telling me to wear a suit and act like a doofus so I'm totally okay with that and I'm okay with someone saying hey go out there and be yourself and when those moments arise that's when I can be more creative and uh, show my true colors but at the end of the day I'm an employee of a company and I'm there to do what they ask Pretty much the exact same answer. I don't think that it's 
obviously a huge part right now. Um, I haven't had to play a character like Ethan has where he's doing something different like Chandler Parks. I haven't to step out of my comfort zone too much. The only thing they're doing is they're taking the character that I've already had on the independent scene for so long and just kind of increasing the, the intensity of it tenfold. That's the only thing that I've had to work on since I've been there and just being more intense than, I've already, than I already have. Oh, yeah, thank you. Hi, this is Bill Pritchard from WrestleZone again. I had a question for Ethan, and I wanted to know, as somebody who's been so well-known for promoting yourself as your own brand on the indie scene, have you faced any challenges since you came to Impact, since you've largely been seen in a tag team with Matt Seidel and, to an extent, Joseph Park? Uh, it was a little tough with... Uh the Chandler Park character, I tried to uh, almost play it off like I was an actor on a TV show playing a character, and when I would go to these independent shows, um, they were already shows that I've been working for the last couple of years and built by like credibility after them, so I would almost like make side comments and jokes like, I, you know, I play a character on TV, but tonight I'm going to kick your butt or whatever. Um, it's been a lot easier to kind of mix both worlds uh, with what's going on right now. Um, I actually really like the Matt Seidel character, and it's the over-the-top wokeness of the third eye. Uh, it's stuff that I'm into. It's like I'm deep into the Joe Rogan podcast and his whole band of misfits and stand-up comedians. So for me, it's, like a, it's fun to play, and it's stuff I'm actually interested in, so it's not hard at all. All right, and since we spent so much time talking about food today and how bad of a Canadian you are, can you tell me your thoughts on Tim Hortons? Oh, Tim Hortons is the best. It's the best. The donuts, the so you, donuts are great. The muffins are great. The breakfast sandwiches are great. That's about 260 pounds doing a swanton bomb and not 200. <laughs> so they will let you stay in Canada. Yeah, yeah. If, that's, if, I, if I talk smack about... Uh, Tim Hortons, they can revoke my Canadian passport, but uh, no, I, I can't do that. Mm, thank you. Ethan, you can decide with uh, Tim Hortons or Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, Tim Hortons. Jordan? For sure. Between that and Dunkin' Donuts? Is that what you said? Tim Hortons or Dunkin' Donuts? Yeah, Tim Hortons. And I don't like yeah, but Starbucks about everything. Okay, no, that's terrible. I can't believe you said that. But then again, you did say that you like literally drinking stuff. You dislike the taste of. <laughs> but what I will say is, comparing the two businesses, one is named after a specific food, so the donuts would be good, sure. The other is named after a person, and in my world, I assume that that is a chef. So everything there is good. Do you actually know who it is, though? Hey, Martin. Hello, this is Carlos from Indie Pro Wrestling, And this is just a general question for all you guys there. I know that there's talks about Impact Wrestling talking with, like, three different uh, TV networks. How important do you think it is starting off right now with Impact Wrestling on pop, where there isn't so much viewership and then potentially crossing over to a TV station that has more reach. How do you think that's going to affect if you guys switch over with the viewership and what's the long-term goal do you guys have for uh, your guys' career with, like, television presence? Uh, Josh, you want to chime in? I, I wasn't listening. Carlos, you, you want to give us a, a quick uh, recap? Sure. Uh, Josh has already touched on the, the TV situation twice already. Uh, is there a um, any other question you had? I was emailing well, about uh, a short show. What's the question? So, yeah, basically, the long story short is you guys don't have that much viewership with Pop. You guys are potentially talking with three different networks. How important do you think it would be to get your viewership presence on like a grander scale like if you guys do sound like a new deal? Well, first of all, mm. you have to, when you say we're not doing great on Pop, uh, that comes with a caveat of being on at 10 o'clock at night, and that comes with 
a caveat of what tier pop is on on, on certain cable systems. I, I would say that 124,000 viewers or even 100,000 viewers at 10 o'clock at night on Thursdays is, is impressive. Um, and that our fans are finding anytime you switch times, uh, the, the audience goes down for a little while and they have to refine the show. Um, and that part of your question made me so mad I don't remember the other part. Sorry. That's fine. Well, no, thank you for you guys' time then. No, thank you, Carlos. All right, well, we will wrap it up with that one. Ethan, we'll give you the floor first for a, a final thought. Yeah, I have a question. I'm a terrible at dirt sheet stuff, and everyone's asking about these TV deals. The only question I have for you guys, let's pretend I'm like a reporter. Do TV ratings even count anymore with, like, app-based viewing and streaming and people TiVoing? Like, how does that work? You're so woke. Right? No, but I'm serious. Like, in reality, nobody's watching things as they, like, air. Yeah, no, I'm with you, and we can go on for a long time about that because I have a few favorite shows, and I have no idea what night of the week they're on. I have, I couldn't yeah. tell you what night of the week they're on because I watch them when I want to, and that's why in two, I mean, this whole ratings thing, and I had a conversation with somebody like that, uh, in wrestling, it was the Monday Night Wars, and everyone would flock to see what the ratings are, and then it just continued in wrestling. Like, oh, we just look at the overnight. And, like, I don't know, like, if a person who watches, like, a normal show, do you know what, like, the rating is for This Is Us every week or, or on NBC or any other show on the world, like what number they do each week, it's, it's, it's become absurd. Okay, so I'm glad I'm not the only one that's like scratching his head about this. Yeah. Ross has, hits me up every week. What's the rating? What's the number? What is it? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, just, <laughs> no, I'll just say, take for instance, we've talked uh, so much over the past you know, a couple months about Survivor. I've watched every episode, see where Johnny's at and being eliminated. I don't watch that show live. I watch it on, on you know, CBS.com. Yeah. yeah, I'm telling you, and this isn't a knock on anything, the only appointment viewing that's left, um, you know, you want to be appointment viewing, and, I, and we always want impact to appoint, appointment viewing, but, you know, live sports, and that's you know, football, house football, that's, you know, those are the stuff you can't DVR for. That's my take, Ross. All right. Well, we appreciate that. And I, w- I would bet, other than Nick Hausman, who I know watches Survivor Live because he texts me immediately after every episode, uh, I wonder how many people actually watch that live as opposed to on CBS.com or whatever other outlook they have. Jordan, we'll give you the, the floor at this point for your final thought. Um, I don't know what to say. I love wrestling. It's awesome. I'm happy to be here. Perfect, Josh. Any any final thoughts from you? Uh, we're closing in on one hour, and and, and I uh, that took a long time to do this. So I just want to thank everyone for all the questions. Carlos, I was joking when I said I got mad at you. Um, uh, don't miss it next Thursday night, ten o'clock uh, on Pop. But if you do miss it, uh, check it out on your DVR or any of the streaming services that uh, Ethan Page mentioned. And uh, we're getting ready for Homecoming. Get your tickets. And we'll see everyone in Nashville in January. Ross, I'll uh, call you in a few minutes. Perfect. Media, thank you very much. We'll talk to you next week. Ethan and Jordan, thank you guys very much. Thank you, guys. And Josh, I guess I'll say thank you to you as well.